Assalamu alaikum, brothers, sisters, and seekers. Welcome to another episode of the Appalachian Sufi podcast. And um, for those that don't know, because I don't think I've explained this for my English, my purely English-speaking audience, Assalamu alaikum means peace be upon you. So, peace be upon you. Maybe I'll change that. Maybe I'll say peace be upon you um, instead of assalamu alaikum. I don't know. Um, because, um, admittedly, my Arabic is not all that great. Um, I know a little bit, but, um, you know, shway shway, but um, not um, very extensive Arabic at all. So... Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So anyway, yes, welcome to the podcast. And today I just wanted to give a general comment on something. It's like uh, like social commentary, if you will. It's So it's not on a, a particular idea or concept that's even related to Sufism. It's just a uh, a thought that I have about where we where we are and where we're headed as a society, and unfortunately, I don't really have a lot of good things to say uh, in that regard because it's a world that quite frankly, is not a very happy world. It's a very angry world in many respects. It's a very desperate world in, in a lot of respects. Um, it's, a, it's a very depressed world, especially um, here in the West. You have everybody is on some sort of antidepressant, you know. I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people are. Um, especially when you look in comparison to the rest of the world, the United States is just, oh boy, <laughs> you know. Um, now, I'm not saying that all of that is because people are actually depressed. I think there's, you know, some more sinister things going on there, but that's a different topic for uh, a different day and something that I don't really want to address here on the podcast. So, because um, I, I don't, do those kinds of things here. This, like I said, this is not a political podcast. This is a religious and spiritual podcast. So, uh, but anyway, there's the situation with Israel and Gaza, and uh, that's just it's like, um, barely controlled chaos you know i don't even know if it's even that level of control you know even even barely controlled um it's very very chaotic and of course there's uh russia and ukraine so my point is there's a lot of war fervor again you know uh, it's it's like we're back, you know, 50 to 75, 80 years ago, um, where people are just 
shooting each other and killing each other and bombing each other and it's 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 interesting because uh, maybe I will get a tiny bit political for a moment. It's interesting because uh, I was a political science student at uh, at university, and the first paper that I read when I was a student there, or it could have been like the second, but like one of the first papers I read there was by a gentleman called Francis Fukuyama. And it's called The End of History. Very famous academic paper. And he is a famous academic himself. And basically, The End of History argued, because it was written right after the fall of the Berlin Wall. So basically, Francis Fukuyama argued that with the fall of the Berlin Wall and the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, which would eventually happen in 1991, uh, it started with uh, the, the the Berlin Wall, or that's when historians usually put it uh, at the uh, the the fall of the Berlin Wall. That's when the uh, Soviet collapse started. But then, um, it took until 1991 for the system to collapse completely. So anyway. Francis Fukuyama, back in 1989, argued that with the fall of the Soviet Union would come what he called the end of history. And what he meant by that was that basically ideologies would go away, political disagreements would go away, um, the world would be this like uh, cooperative place and, you know, maybe there'd be some minor disagreements, but largely speaking, you know, uh, conflicts would just go away and basically life would just be boring and, uh, no significant historical events would be, uh, would happen after, uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union. And that, is obviously, um, <laughs> obviously not the case because, um, I mean, look at just the past decade, let alone uh, the three and a half decades since Francis Fukuyama. Uh, yeah, next year it'll be three and a half decades uh, since Francis Fukuyama uh, published that paper. I mean, it's crazy. Now, to be fair to Francis Fukuyama, he did walk back those claims. I think he wrote a book. Um, he expanded his thoughts into a book uh, a few years later. And he did kind of walk back some of the claims that he made um, in the original paper. But still, it was not a very uh, well thought out paper in my opinion. But the point is, uh, Francis Fukuyama thought that the world would be this like utopian society uh, because well we tried uh, capitalism and uh, we tried the, the 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 communism thing and now um, uh, everybody's just gonna like get along and uh, uh, 
there's, you know, there's going to be a lot more peace in the world and everything is just going to be boring, you know, essentially. Um, and that's obviously not, uh, what happened. And I think we're seeing kind of the opposite of that today. We're seeing history happen all the time. We're seeing history happen all around us. History is happening every day now, uh, and not exactly in a good way, you know? Um, I mean, even like with technological stuff, like the stuff that's happening with AI is really, really scary. And at least to me, because I'm a creative person, I make content. Uh, I just put out my first novel, Among the Blossoms, available on Amazon, by the way. And, you know, AI could destroy creativity. It already has in many respects. So, um, AI, uh, you know, we, we thought it was going to destroy, um, manufacturing, which it, it has, um, uh, but also the art is going to kill the arts. Um, and then what do people do? You know, um, so you've, you've killed the factory jobs, you've killed creative jobs. Then what do you do? You know, uh, you're going to create all this civil unrest, uh, as a result of that. And I don't think that the people who are pushing AI are really thinking that part through and are really prepared to deal with that. So that's a long intro. Now let me get into what I really want to talk about, which is in the midst of all these uh, humanitarian crises, environmental crises, technological crises, um, and social crises, economic crises as well. In the midst of all of these disasters, quite frankly, we've lost our spiritual side. I think we've 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 lost the spiritual curiosity that used to define human beings you know we've we've lost that that drive because we're distracted we're either working or we're distracted by things like netflix and social media you know and i'll admit i'm i'm not perfect in in those areas myself you know i i, I get very distracted uh myself but i think that the, the the issue here is that in general we are we have become way too materialistic a society and i think that people of a lot of faiths no matter what your chosen religion is i think we can agree on that you know i think um christians jews muslims uh hindus Buddhists, Jains, you know, folk religions, you know, I think we can all agree that, uh, that there is a spiritual crisis going on globally and that there's this huge void that people are trying to fill with material things and, um, it just can't be done. And I think that's a lot of, to tie this back to what I was saying at the beginning, I think that 
is a lot of why we're seeing such anger and hatred and uh, and sorrow going on in the world. Of course, some of it has to do um, with economic conditions, like socioeconomic conditions as well. Um, but again, I, I won't necessarily go over those here um, because, again, this is not a political podcast, so um, I won't really touch on those issues. But it is true, though, that psychological, um, that there are psychological effects from uh, socioeconomic conditions, from certain uh, socioeconomic conditions. Um, and uh, so if you're born into certain environments or you find yourself in a certain socioeconomic position, it can affect your mental health. I think, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So, um, I think that we need to think very carefully about dealing with that. Yes. From a material perspective, you should fulfill people's material needs, but we also need to keep in mind that there's a huge, huge spiritual void going on, and it, that needs to be filled as well. So, um, I, of course, would tell people to fill that void uh, with, with Sufism, but first of all, I wouldn't force anybody because um, there shall be no compulsion in religion as the Quran states. And uh, it's funny too, because a lot of the perception in the West is that Islam is somehow this like forcible, you know, uh, just sort of like uh, tyrannical religion that, you know, where you just forcibly convert everybody and, you know, kill people if they disagree with you, you know? Um, so that obviously is not true. Um, it, in fact, it's funny how people will cite violent pas passages of the Quran, including, um, groups like, um, Al Qaeda and the Taliban, quite frankly, but they never cite the uh, there shall be no compulsion in religion uh, bit. They only ever cite like sort of out of context uh, violent passages in the Quran because there, there, there are some violent passages in the in, in the uh, in the Quran, but they were written at a time. When Muslims were. Heavily, heavily persecuted either by other Arabs or other religious groups um, in the region at the time. Uh, so I'm not saying it's right that those specific passages uh, are included in there. I'm just saying that that um, there, there's a reason for them existing in the first place. There's a historical reason. And I think that uh, 
there's also there's got to be some sort of reason why those passages are in there because these are as as we muslims believe these are messages that were transmitted through uh, the prophet peace be upon him but they they are from allah they are from god you know um so uh but anyway, scrap that, and let's get back to the main point. The main point is, no matter what your religion is, I don't care what your religion is. That's irrelevant. The point is, we need to start, as spiritual people, we need to start filling that void again. And we need to offer people hope and offer them um, positive messages. And we need to offer them solutions uh, that they may not have considered before. They may not have even heard before, you know? <laughs> so <clears throat> sorry about that. So yeah, they may not have heard that before. And um, we need to just be more open to being friendly with people, being friends with them and, and, you know, checking up on them and, and making sure that again, their needs are met and making sure that they're okay. I think that would make a lot of difference in the world if people started doing that. Um, because again, it's not a very happy world and it's also not a very um, sort of cohesive world either not not anymore um uh you know because of things like social media it has become all about me 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 and there's a decreasing level of community cohesion and uh a sense of you know e even a sense of community um among vast groups of people and that's dangerous, you know, th this social alienation, this self-imposed social alienation that we have, uh, not only in the West, but in other parts of the world as well, it's dangerous. And I think we should get away from that. And I think we need to seriously, seriously reconsider Again, some of these technological advancements that are happening. And uh, we definitely need to offer alternatives. Again, not just in the spiritual realm, but, but yes, in the sort of material needs realm as well. I, even though I... Uh, denounced materialism at the beginning. I recognize that there are a there is a certain threshold of basic needs that needs to be met. That was a weird sentence, but um, but there is a certain standard that everybody has to get to um, in order to have uh, their basic needs met, so they can focus on things like spiritual pursuits. Um, that's the main point. So you can't really focus on 
contemplating God, religion, um, or uh, like philosophical concepts or theological concepts if you're starving. You know, that, that, that isn't going to work so well. And I think that deep down a lot of people know that. So I would suggest that Zakat organizations get on that. Um, I'm sure they do. I'm just saying uh, maybe try and expand a little bit or, or um, uh, and make sure you make sure for, for other people that aren't a part of Zakat organizations, make sure you donate to them. Uh, if you have the ability to, of course, I know that times are tough. I mean, I just, you know, have gone on a, uh, let's see what time. Oh yeah. 20 minutes. You know, I just ran through, uh, how tough these times really are. So, I understand that times are tough and people have their own struggles that they uh, are dealing with and have their own uh, have to have their own needs met. But I think that uh, that we also have a responsibility to make sure other people's basic needs are met. I mean, uh, you know, it is a basic Islamic principle that you should make sure everybody in the community has something to eat before you have something to eat. So uh, that's one of the main reasons why I love Islam so much and um, Sufism in particular because it is a religion that naturally has compassion for the downtrodden and uh and sort of the the bottom rungs of society you know so um so I would I, I would do those things that I said. Um, I would also like to um, remind people that I need help as well. Um, you can again support the show on Patreon. Support the show. Uh, by liking and subscribing to my channel. You can support the show uh, by uh, following me on Rumble, because I'm also on Rumble. Um, so, sorry if that's a bit um, redundant for the Rumble viewers who might watch this. But it really, really... I really need help at the moment, because again... I am a disabled content creator, and uh, so that means, you know, like I said, like I've said a million times, that means money is hard to come by. So anything that you can do. Oh, subscribe to Substack as well, to my Substack, um, where uh, I didn't post an article last week, but I usually do a weekly article based on the podcast episodes that I do. So 
uh, make sure that you guys uh, do whatever you can to support me if you like my content. Um, like and share the video, um, comment on it, whatever, you know. Anything that you can do to help is greatly, greatly appreciated. So, uh, anyway, back to what I was saying. I think that a lot of people, similar to my void analogy, I think a lot of people are are empty. They don't really have a lot of meaning and purpose in their lives. And I think that if they were to get involved in some sort of spiritual pursuit, I think that would help tremendously. I think it would help a lot. Um, but again, when you approach somebody about that, you can't just strong arm or force them to be involved in certain religions uh, or belief systems or whatever you want to call them. Because number one, that's not polite. you know. And number two, if you start trying to force people into religions, that means that they're not really going to be meaningfully getting anything out of it anyway. So even if they do uh, convert, uh, e even if they do convert, there's no guarantee that uh, they're actually going to absorb any information because they resent you for um for forcing them into something that they want no part of so all you can do really is offer your uh your thoughts and ideas and solutions to them and if they don't want to hear those solutions just walk away, you know, wish them well, walk away, and that's it. Um, there's no reason to be rude to somebody, even if they're rude to you, honestly. Um, there, there's no reason to uh, to be rude back, you know. You, you wouldn't want somebody to to be like that to you. So why would you do it to somebody else? You know, you get what you give in this life. That's, you know, that's what I honestly believe. And, and I don't think that it's a very productive thing to get revenge on your enemies and whatever. So, um, I think that if we fill uh, this void, I don't think it will solve everything, but as I said, I think it would, would solve a lot. You know, uh, I'm not naive enough to believe that it will solve every problem that we have. Because again, some of them are material issues, but I guess my point is we were so focused on the material in uh in society today that we've lost sight of 
the spiritual. We don't even consider it anymore. There's declining numbers of uh, of people involved with religions all over the place, particularly in the West. Um, and while I respect those people, while I respect their decision, if, the, if, if something's truly not fulfilling to them, then by all means, you know, leave it if you want to. But I think we should at least try to reach out to some of these people and say, hey, let me offer you offer you um, an alternative. And if and again, if they if they don't want you to. Uh, if they don't like what you're saying, you know, don't force them to. To be involved in what you're selling, but um but try to at least make the effort um to to try to uh communicate your ideas uh and your faith with these people um and try to start a dialogue that is again productive friendly respectful um because that's really the only way that I think we're going to be able to move forward is if we learn how to talk to each other again and tolerate differences again, that that's how we're going to do it. And that's how we uh, can begin, I think, to rediscover our spiritual side. Um, right now, the prognosis in my mind isn't looking very good, but um, if you do what I've suggested here, not that I think I have all the answers, but I think I have, you know, I, I do have some perspective on this issue, um, and that is my perspective. This is my opinion, and uh, I think that these are uh, some solutions that may help the uh, the massive, massive. Uh, amounts of discontent, depression, anger, um, and hatred that is going on in today's world. So again, uh, if you enjoy my content, please subscribe to this channel, subscribe to my Substack, um, donate on Patreon, because uh, uh, you're the only way I can continue to make this content. So uh, if you could do that, that would be great. Follow me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, uh, Instagram. Um, so yeah, there's multiple ways you can uh, support the show, but the best way, subscribe to my channel, like, comment, and uh, all that other fun stuff. So anyway, um, I uh, really enjoyed chatting with, with y'all tonight and uh, I guess I will see you again next time. Thank you very much.